Well, welcome, Faith family. Uh, we heard a great sermon today from Psalm 1 by Daniel Hurd, uh, and I'm joined here with uh, Matthew Enoch, and we're going to discuss this a, a little bit for you today. Well, first of all, Matthew, what w were you most blessed by, by Daniel's sermon today? Yeah, I, I love that Daniel um, uh, brought this to, to Jesus, and he did it early in the sermon. He, he said, Jesus is the epitome of the blessed man that's mm. talked about in, in Psalm 1. So Daniel didn't, didn't leave us with, with no hope. Uh, because God doesn't leave us with no hope. So we, oh, I love when we, when we have these Old Testament passages and we always bring them yes. to Christ. We show how Christ fulfills um, uh, the, the parts of the old, the, part, the questions that, we, that come from the Old Testament where we're like, okay, well, what, what then? Exactly. And the answer is, is Jesus. I love that he, he did that. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right, because otherwise it could be very discouraging to think mm -hmm. like, what, do I have to be perfect? Or mm -hmm. can I be like, uh, earn favor with God by being as good a person as possible? And so that's great. Early on, he talked about how Christ fulfilled this and that, you know, that our, our whole philosophy here of being gospel-centered. He did a great job of modeling that from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's great. One of the things that really just struck me was right away in the intro, he talked about um, you know, all the different options we have, whether it was you know, tongue-in-cheek back when they only had three uh, television stations today where it's like streaming on demand, you know, 1,700 uh, satellite stations. Um, and it just kind of reminded me, his point was just that there really are only two choices, but it just reminded me of the complexity and the, all the noise that we have in our modern life, all mm -hmm. kinds of different philosophies, worldviews, truth claims, controversies going on. And it just, it was helpful for me uh, to think that, like, that uh, here we are, the truth in Psalm 1 is just boiling it all down, helping us see, like, listen, in a lot of ways, it's really simple. Either you believe the truth and you follow the one true God or something else. Mm. And uh, so I thought that, that was just a really, helped me to get right into a frame of mind and to just remind myself of how helpful the truth is in, in um, cutting through a lot of that noise and confusion and stress and anxiety that mm. we can have. Uh, in, in our modern world. Well, really the point of Psalm 1 that he helpfully uh, conveyed to us is that there's only two ways to live. Mm -hmm. We often think that there are many paths, there's all kinds of different uh, shades of, of truth or personal truths, but the, the Bible is clear, Psalm 1 is clear, there's only two ways to live. What is offensive about that to our generation and in our culture today? Yeah, I mean, the, the currency of our day is you do you, live and let live. Um, it, when you, when you uh, point out someone's sin, um, it's, it's, in their mind, you're calling them a bad person. Mm -hmm. and, and only Hitler's a bad person. So, you know, that's, that's um, and it's offensive, I think, because at some level they know um, that it's true, that there are only two ways. Romans 1 uh, really lays that out. Everyone knows the truth, at least at, at a at a base level. Uh, and when and when um, when you point out someone's sin, and when you when you tell them, "Hey, you're not you're not as good of a person as you think you are," uh, that's just an extremely offensive thing. Especially when you're when you're told by your parents and the culture and the media that that uh, uh, you're perfect just the way you are. Exactly. Uh, you hear often many truths, or this is my truth. People usually want to get very relativistic when it comes to excusing something uh, in their own lifestyle, and yet those same people can often be very judgmental when it comes to other ways. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's an offensive message, and one of the offensive aspects of it is he, Daniel made it very clear that the wicked aren't just 
the, the worst of the worst, like the stereotypical villain from mm. uh, a TV show or a movie or something who just do evil for the fun of it. No, 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 that, that under the, the category of evil includes some very religious and even moral people. He made it very clear that the wicked includes anyone who just doesn't come to God on his terms. And so whether that was in the Old Testament, uh, we, we know that in the Old Testament that God was very particular about how people came to him and how they expressed uh, their devotion to the one true God. And of course, now we know that, uh, that the, the only way we can come to this holy God is through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's offensive to, to think that like, well, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty moral. That might be very uh, much the case. You might be a great neighbor, productive uh, member of society. Uh, but unless you have, sub- you have humbled yourself and you are coming to God, the one true God uh, on his terms through faith in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. alone, uh, you are part of that wicked. And so this... this um, Psalms should be a gut check uh, to all of us. It should help reorient those of us who are following Christ to realize we're doing something that's worth it. And for those who are not trusting Christ, it, it should be a warning to them uh, to, to come to God on, on his own terms. Part of that is we have this uh, amazing imagery here of, of a tree mm-hmm. and also of chaff, the, the leftover husks, protective shell, as Daniel mm-hmm. mentioned, of, of a grain of wheat. Uh, how does that tree versus chaff imagery speak to you? Yeah, I, I, when he was talking about it, I was thinking about some conversations that I've had with, with people who have uh, children, either young children or, or you know, teenagers, and it seems like th- there's this, uh, this growing trend that the, the thing that kids want to be when they grow up is a, a YouTuber or an Instagram influencer. Oh, wow. and, and Daniel talked about this in his, um, in his intro uh, about how many... Um, pictures are posted to, it's like over 30,000, I think more than that, pictures are posted to Instagram every minute. Um, We live, I guess, people are desperate to be remembered. They want Mm -hmm. to be known. Um, But, and that's something when I, I lived in Nashville for 10 years and doing the music industry. And I, you know, that was just a a strong temptation is like, well, the reason that we're we're here making music and and living this life is so that people remember us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even the biggest names uh, on earth will be forgotten. Um, Within a few generations, people will not remember that you exist. And that's what I was thinking of when he was talking about the chaff. These are just things that uh, they serve a purpose for a short period of time, mm-hmm. but then they're just blown away. Yeah. It becomes it becomes nothing. So it's really it's it's a disheartening uh, uh, imagery, but at the same time, it's freeing because you you realize you can lay these things aside. These these this mm-hmm. desperateness to to be remembered and to be known. Um, yeah. And yet the actions that you take in this life can be types of actions like that, that oak tree that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. You can uh, uh, leverage this life uh, for the next, for stuff that, that's permanent. I, I love that imagery. I love trees. I love uh, uh, being out in nature. Um, and one of the things, that the contrast for me between a tree, the, the tree and the chaff is the tree lasts for a long time. The chaff, it's there for a growing season, and then it blows away mm-hmm. and just you know, decomposes into the ground. But the tree is there for many, many years. And so there's that imagery of permanence, of, of lasting much longer. And that's what we can have. Like you say, whether or not we're famous or our legacy or our accomplishments are remembered for, for a very long time, what we do can still have permanent uh, impact for God's glory and for his kingdom, especially in the lives of others. One of the reasons the Bible talks about trees as bearing fruit, 
of providing shade for people, of providing homes for birds, of providing fruit for people to eat. And so the trees, it's not just a legacy of, of itself, but it's a, a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. And so if we commit ourselves to, the, to the, the way of the righteous, we, we come to God through Jesus Christ, and then we seek to live our lives to please him, not perfect, of course, but seeking to live our lives for his glory, we, will be, we have the promise that we will be like that tree. We will bless others, and uh, even if we're, we're forgotten the, the moment after our death, ultimately we will have contributed to something that will outlast us for all eternity and will contribute uh, to God's glory and, and his kingdom forever. Mm. So uh, it's powerful imagery, and you're right, we can pursue things that are just chaff, um, and uh, that, that's really just, that's what wickedness is. I mean, I'm reminded of the, uh, in Proverbs and in First um, Peter, where, where it talks about all flesh is as grass. And it's good for us to, uh, that's not a morbid thought for the Christian. It's good to remember that like this, this life will be over, it, it's fleeting. So let's devote ourselves to something that's, that's significant. And then mm-hmm. it frees us up to, to, to enjoy the good gifts that God does give us in this life. Well, one of the, I think one of the practical applications from, from this is part of that, that righteous lifestyle. Uh, it's a descriptor for the, the righteous, but it's something that we should strive to as well, is that he medi- uh, on, this, on his law, he meditates day and night. What are some practical ways that we can be meditating on God's law? Yeah. Um, in, in a more specific sense, uh, this, this, this verse isn't, and he, Daniel touched on this. It's not just about just having your face in the Bible exactly. all day long. Uh, that's part of it, certainly. Uh, I, I think that it's important that um, we kind of diversify the ways that we, that we um, take in Scripture. So, you know, studying in depth, going verse by verse, and then going on the opposite side and just reading it as though you're reading it for the first time, memorizing Scripture, uh, doing devotionals, singing together with your family, mm-hmm. asking uh, questions to your, to your family about that. Um, but then there's also the, the, the element of it that does last all, all day, and that's somewhat memorization of Scripture, but also um, thinking about godly things, keeping your mind mm-hmm. focused on eternal things. So even, even when you're doing some mundane task uh, during the day, there is a, a sense in which you're always um, keeping yourself in devotion to, uh, to, the, to the scriptures that you study, you know, for an hour in the morning or mm-hmm. for 10 minutes in the morning. Um, I just think that's a, you know, a, a great balance of having, having all of these things come together that way your, your entire day uh, and night are, are enveloped in, yeah. uh, in, in the word. Yeah. So, I mean, it begins with reading. Like, it, it's, the, it's not sufficient, but it is necessary to begin with reading. And so while we have great preaching and teaching opportunities here at Faith Family Church, we're, you're going to hear us consistently say, you need to find some system that works for you to read the Bible for yourself. I mean, we were, I, I was in the mission seminar this morning, and just the privilege that we have, like so many different people groups don't, to have the word of God written down in your, your mother tongue, your, your language that uh, really ministers to your heart. So we should take advantage of that privilege and find some way that we can systematically work through that, study it. Um, but then it's not just one time where we open our Bibles and then we're done. We're on our own. We need to cultivate that, that attitude of dependency on God, whether mm-hmm. it's throughout the week in between services or the rest of the day uh, after having spent time in prayer and in Bible study on our own. And just... 
maybe being more aware of our own thoughts. You know, you can go too far on this and be way too introspective, but sometimes, a lot of times, we could, we could stand to be a little bit more circumspect and think about what am I thinking about? What is motivating me right now? And when we have those moments of downtime, to be constantly filtering that through what should be a biblical worldview informed by Scripture. And so when we're confronted with issues or temptations or uh, just thinking about life, we should, that should, there should be opportunities for us to remind ourselves of the truth of God's Word and try to filter everything uh, through, uh, through, through God's truth. Well, Psalm 1 is a great uh, just introduction to the Psalms, and, and that's kind of the way Daniel uh, talked a little bit about that. And there's just so, many, so much good truth here uh, about uh, we have two choices, or we have one choice with two options, I guess, technically. Uh, we can pursue God uh, through his truth, or we can go our own way, some other way, whether that's another religion, whether it's our own selfish independence, those are our two options. But we've gotten the, the, a beautiful imagery of what life can be like that is lived on the righteous path. And that is something that matters, something that you can devote your, your life to without regret, and something that will outlast you uh, long after your earthly life is over. Uh, so, um, and of course, this is all possible through Christ. Christ is the only one who perfectly lived out Psalm 1 uh, as the perfect righteousness, and his death on the cross is what allows us, through repentance of our sins and faith in Christ, to be even on this righteous path. So, Faith Family, we hope you were blessed by this discussion time. We're praying for you, and we love you. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.